Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story for this week, the first match of round two of the 2021 Greater Competitor Competition has ended. This match saw the Master Strategist, created by Micah Swafford, versus Johnny Korea, created by Brian Lee. I could not give you the details last week when I talked about this match. I'll give them to you here because the post went up. It went up Wednesday night. The start times for this were kind of weird. The post says that the match is set for a 48-hour time limit. And it seemed like the match was starting 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday night. But it also says voting closes Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern, which is clearly longer than 48 hours. I believe the match actually only went 48 hours, only votes cast in the first 48 hours counted. I could be wrong on that. Let me give you what the rules were according to this post, and then I assume this is going to continue through the rest of the contest, at least round two of the contest. This is the meme war round. You're going to comment in potentially three places. Facebook, the SRG Super Show Discussion Group, Twitter, the SRG Twitter, and Instagram, the SRG Instagram. In Facebook, you can comment up to four different things. You can comment a hashtag of the competitor you're voting for. There's a hashtag in the post for each of the two competitors. In this case, in the first match, for Micah Swafford's character, Master Strategist, the hashtag was hashtag Art of War. For Johnny Korea, the hashtag was I Can't See You. If you posted that on Facebook, you got one point for the competitor you posted for. If you post a thematic GIF, that competitor earns two points. If you post a thematic meme, they earn three points. If you post a video, and the video has to be an original video featuring the commenter, so the person who's voting, if you post a video, you earn four points. So on Facebook, you can earn up to ten points for the person you're voting for. On Instagram, if you comment on the SRG Instagram post with the hashtag, you earn that competitor one point. That's it. That's all you can do on Instagram, just a hashtag. Twitter, if you comment on the post with the hashtag of the competitor, you earn them one point. If you post a thematic meme, two points. Post a thematic GIF, three points. And if you post a video, it's four points. They swap the meme and the GIF on Twitter. So on Facebook, the GIF is two points, the meme is three. On Twitter, the GIF is three, the meme is two. I'm surprised they did that. I don't know if that's a mistake. That'll be corrected later on, or if that will just stay that way throughout the contest. At least this round, I'm imagining that it will. But that's the way it's going for this meme war round, round two. Just looking 
at the Facebook thread itself, the Facebook post itself, looking at the comments, it looks like Johnny Korea is going to win this match and move on to round three. I did not check Instagram or Twitter, but based on what I've seen in the past, Facebook is always where you get the most participation in the meme war round. So I'm pretty confident based on Facebook saying Johnny Korea is going to move on to round three. He's winning this first match. As far as who's going to be in match number two, we don't know that yet. I assume that'll be announced next week on Talk of Universe, next Wednesday. And then participants will have a week and it'll go live the Wednesday after that. So as I'm recording this, it is May 22nd. I would then say the participants in match number two will be announced May 25th. And then the match will go live June 1st. That's what makes the most sense to me. But that's the CCC. Next, let's talk about Origins Game Fair. Couple new things involving Origins Game Fair. Last week I reported on the vaccination policy. To state this again, you must be fully vaccinated by May 24th. That is two weeks before the convention begins. May 24th is a Tuesday. Two weeks from that is June 7th. The convention opens June 8th and runs through June 12th, Wednesday through Sunday. Fully vaccinated, as Origins Game Fair defines it, is either one dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine or two doses of the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine. You must provide proof of vaccination when you attend the convention. That is either your actual physical vaccination card, or you can show a photograph of your vaccination card. I'm assuming that's a photograph on your phone, on your cell phone. One of those two things needs to be shown when you go to Origins Game Fair. They have also revised the mask policy. This is not on the website. It's not yet posted. Last I looked, which was earlier today, on the Origins Game Fair website, it was in an email sent out to everyone who I guess is signed up, has put their email address on the Origins Game Fair website. Everyone in that case received that email. The mask policy is back. You must wear a mask in addition to the vaccination in every exclusive area of the convention, meaning any place where you would need to show your badge to get in, which is going to be all of the gaming halls, the dealer hall, all of those places you must wear a mask. Now, if you're out in the common areas, in the hallways, in the food court, any of those common areas, masking isn't required. It's only required in the hall. So any place where they would check your badge to get in, you have to have a mask to get into that place as well. That's the current mask policy and vaccination policy for Origins Game Fair. I wanted to get that out there because that's an update, because not everyone's aware of that. I saw somebody earlier today 
thinking that it was a mask or vaccination policy. That's not correct. It was a vaccination-only policy. It's been updated. The mask mandate has been reinstated. Now, Origins did announce on that email that the current COVID-19 policy, the mask and vaccination policy against COVID-19, that is the final Origins Game Fair policy. The policy will not change between the time that email went out and Origins Game Fair starting on June 8th. I have no reason to doubt that that is going to be the final COVID-19 policy, but who knows, it could change again. They do reserve the right to change the policy. The policy could change again. I'm just giving you the most up-to-date news. That's the most up-to-date news I have. Also, the events for Origins Game Fair have been released. There's been a change in events this year. Event registration opened Friday, by the way. I didn't mention that. Opened Friday. There's been a change to events. In the past, Origins events required an additional payment. This year, pretty much all the events are included with your badge. There are some exceptions, but pretty much all the events are included with your badge. There are currently, last I looked, six events for Super Show the Game listed on the Origins Game Fair event registration website. Three of those are Learn to Play Super Show the Game events. Let me give you the day and time of those as it appears on the Origins Game Fair website. The first is event number 3650, scheduled to take place Thursday at 1 p.m. It's scheduled for a half hour. I don't see anything where you have to provide your own materials. It is listed as a $0 event, meaning it is included with your badge. The next Learn to Play event is scheduled for Sunday at 12 p.m. That's noon. It's event number 4766. All the details I gave you for the first one are the same here. The last Learn to Play Super Show the Game event, and this is slightly out of order. This one's Friday at 12.30. It's event number 5761. Everything else is the same. The other three events are three events we've had before. Thursday night, 5 p.m. start time, it's going to be the Underworld Singles Tournament. No cost here. Three-game guarantee. It's event number 4769. There's more details. Check Origins Game Fair website for those details. Friday night, 5 p.m. start time, the Origins Tag Team Tournament. This is where a player and a player's partner will take on other two-man teams. The final tournament. Oh, that tournament, by the way, is event number 4768. The final tournament the Origins Singles World Championship, Saturday night, 5 p.m., event number 4767. This is just another singles event. Also, three-game guarantee. For those of you who've never played in Super Show events at conventions, usually the way this works, the way these events work, are the preliminary rounds or what they call bullet rounds, meaning they match you up you play your match. The moment your match finishes, you go to the tournament organizer and they will pair you up as quickly as possible. 
depending on how quickly your matches go, you could play through seven matches in an hour. You could play through two matches in an hour and a half. It just depends on how fast your matches go. After all of the bullet rounds, there will be a top cut. The number of players in the event will determine both the number of bullet rounds and the number of players who make the top cut, as well as the records of the players. You know, if it's seven matches in the bullet round, you know, all the undefeateds will make it. Six and ones will more than likely make it. There could be a cut at five and two, could be a cut at four and three. It just depends on how the numbers work out. Then in the top cut, anything can kind of happen. Stipulations come into play, but eventually it will get down to a finals match. Two players, usually under the main event stipulation, to win the convention tournament. The Underworld and the World Championship tournaments run like this usually. In the tag team tournaments, there's usually no stipulations. And it's just, you know, team versus team. No, like, triple threat matches. No triad matches. You know, where you have multiple tag teams. It's usually just tag team versus tag team to a finals. Now, I did not mention a trios tournament. I did not mention a tornado tag tournament. Those may still happen, but they are not officially listed on the website. There's also something I've heard about that's actually on the Gen Con website. I haven't talked about those events yet. I'll probably wait till we get closer to Gen Con to talk about that. But there's something on the Gen Con that they've discussed doing at the Origins. It's a series of tournaments over three days. One, I believe at Gen Con, it's one Thursday, one Friday, one Saturday. They may do something similar here. At Gen Con, they're scheduled to start at 2 in the afternoon and run from 2 to 5. We may see that at Origins as well. But basically, how well you do in one tournament affects things in the second tournament, affects things in the third tournament. You basically score points. Those points carry over. I don't have all the details about how that works. It's a new format they're doing for the first time. It's on the Gen Con official listing, and I'm expecting them to do something similar at Origins. But again, it's unofficial. It's not listed under the events. That's something that could happen impromptu. We just don't know. We'll know more as we get closer. There's going to be two more episodes of Talk of the Universe prior to Origins Game Fair. I would not be surprised to see this discussed officially on one of those upcoming programs. I don't expect to see a Talk of the Universe episode on June 8th because most people will be at the convention. We might. There might even be one live. They did one live, I want to say, three years ago. I could be wrong on that. We'll just have to see. But that's what's going on right now involving Origins Game Fair. Speaking of Origins Game Fair, there are going to be some new releases at Origins. I believe the new competitor set for the big guy is one of those. I'm also thinking the Nightmare Kings competitor set will come out there. Perhaps even the Alien Invaders competitor set will come out at Origins. A number of competitor sets did come out on Supershowthegame.com. Check those out under new releases, as well as some of the limited run 
competitor sets, things like the Dweeb, for example, things like Brain Trust that sold out very quickly, those came back. I believe the only one that did not come back, that's still waiting to come back, is the Ultimate Grump Altart version did not come back. That fuller release has not been done yet. If you're interested in seeing those competitor sets, check out supershowthegame.com. They've also been posted on the uh, Super Show discussion group on Facebook. They were also shown on the last episode of Talk of the Universe, so you can check out the Twitch page, the Twitch channel for that, if you're interested in those. That's going to do it for the Origins news. Let's talk about championship news. There were three championship matches this past week. The first two took place Wednesday, one before Talk of the Universe, one after Talk of the Universe. The one before Talk of the Universe was the LFF Trios Championship match. The corrugated cardboard villain, the champion with the first triumvirate, took on the challenger, Sean Loeb the Collector, playing as L Super Sons. I believe Sean Loeb got this shot for winning these trios tournaments at Gen Con last year, which I believe was last September. It was later than usual because of the pandemic. This was a long match. It only went to crowd meter zero, but it was a long match. That pretty much saw the first triumvirate dominate. In the end, the first triumvirate hits the finish at crowd meter zero. He hits the beat stick Brandon finish. He has the cards in play to make it so his opponent only gets one breakout roll. Sean Loeb ends up with one roll, one out of three chance to break out, and he does not break out. The corrugated cardboard villain remains the LFF Trios champion. Congratulations to him. The other championship match Wednesday night, the LFF Intergalactic Championship was on the line. The current champion, Split, playing as captain, CJ Spara, faces the challenger, Yasmin, playing as Macho Manny. This match goes to crowd meter two. In the end, the winner and new intergalactic champion, Yasmin. I believe this was Yasmin's second shot at the intergalactic championship. I could be wrong, but she wins here. She is the new LFF intergalactic champion. Congratulations to her. Sunday, there is an impromptu championship match for the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championship. The current champions are the tag team of Double the Fun. Matt Nealon playing as Matt Nealon and Funtime Bob playing as Funtime Bob. This tag team currently on the outs, currently a lot of turmoil on the tag team. Their challengers are basically an impromptu team. There was a tournament at Recess Games, the General Manager Calace Appreciation Tournament, the John Calace Appreciation Tournament, there were 10 players in that tournament. There were four rounds of Swiss cutting to a top four. The top four were the Director of Operations, Dave Marisak, as Sean Spears, the Frequent Flyer, Keith Overby, as Caleb Conley. 
Forley Flynn as Forley Flynn, and the Trash Man as the new version of Sage the Wicked Witch. The Trash Man and the Director of Operations make the finals, with the winner being the Director of Operations taking Sean Spears to the victory. As a result, he will be able to create an alternate art card in Super Show the Game. Now, the way this tag team was determined, the challengers were determined, was of the players that did not make the top four of this Create an Alternate Art Card tournament, the Director of Operations, who is currently the General Manager responsible for the Tag Team Championship, decided to make a tag team of the remaining six players who did not make the top four. He chose former LFF World Heavyweight Champion, the cannoli Anthony Perry, and Brian Vanderweel. The cannoli was playing as the Mark Jeff Bravo. Mr. Vanderweel was playing as Angel Lynn the Huntress in a team they dubbed the Ohio Valley Girls. This match goes to Crowd Meter 1. At Crowd Meter 1, Matt Nealon hits his strike finish. He's playing the smack with a shovel. So, if the Ohio Valley Girls stop the shovel, they win, but the Midwest Coast Champions retain. They decide to let it go through. They're unable to break out. The winners, still champions, double the fun. Double the fun retains the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championship. There was one more match that had championship implications. It wasn't a championship match, but it had championship implications. It actually started as I was recording this. The Deep South Tag Team Championship number one contender match was taking place where ACCW in Georgia was holding their event. The tag team of Angry Burbs, that's Rowdy Ron and Nick Baxter, took on the tag team of Mop Boys, that's Piglet and Johnny Korea. In a match that, at the end of the match, saw a flurry of finishes hit. It went from crowd meter one to crowd meter four in just a few minutes. We saw multiple save rolls being made. At crowd meter three, Angry Burbs used rolling in with the ring general to get an additional breakout roll. And they were able to make the save on the fourth breakout roll to bring it to crowd meter four. But crowd meter four, Johnny Korea, who was playing as Snake Pit. I didn't give this earlier. Johnny Korea, Snake Pit, Piglet, the Big Shot, Velvet Assassin was Nick Baxter's competitor, Mac Attack was Rowdy Ron's competitor. At crowd meter four, Johnny Korea draws the snake bite, a card he'd hit earlier at crowd meter two, was able to recur it, get it back, draws it, hit it. I believe he rolls a 13, and the Angry Burbs cannot kick out. Mop Boys, Piglet, and Johnny Korea will be the next opponents. They'll be the next challengers for the Deep South Tag Team Championship. Congratulations to them for winning that match. 
the last bit of championship news that I have before we go on and talk about the tournaments from this past week. On the last episode of Talk of the Universe, the SRG boss, Steve Resk, unveiled brand new LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship belts. With this unveiling, he announced that Ian Chambers, who had been the general manager of the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Division, is no longer that general manager. He has been relieved of his duties. In addition, the current LFF Tri-State Tag Team Champions have been stripped of the championship. The championship is currently vacant. I don't understand this decision. This decision does not make sense to me. But that's a decision that the SRG boss decided to make. Big Match Pete and Candyman, known as Humongously Sweet, are no longer the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Champions. The belt currently sits vacant. No idea who the next champions will be, what the plans are from the SRG boss regarding the championship. With that being said, let's talk about the tournaments from this past week. Three tournaments that I'm aware of. The first Monday night, we have Monday night boss fights. In this tournament, there were 12 players. There were three groups, four players each. In the preliminary rounds, each player played the other three players in the group. Top two from each group advance. From what I can tell, the semifinal round in the top cut was a triad match. The three players in the triad matches were in the first one, John Pulverino playing as the zombie versus Jeremy Steigerwald playing as King Bjorn versus the Italian Bombada playing as Beat Stick Brandon. The other match saw Rowdy Ron, not sure who he was playing as, versus Jeffrey Fox playing as the Executioner, versus the Judge Tim Riley playing as Will Ospreay. John Pulverino wins the first triad match. Jeffrey Fox wins the second. So John Pulverino faces Jeffrey Fox in the finals. No stipulation as far as I know. The winner of the Monday Night Boss Fights Jeffrey Fox as the executioner. Congratulations to Jeffrey Fox for winning. Thursday night, we have Chibi's Thursday night fights. There were 18 players in this tournament, two groups of five players, two groups of four. Everyone played the other players in their group. Top two from each group advanced, so there was a cut to a top eight. In the quarterfinal round, as far as I can tell, there were no stipulations through the quarterfinals. Same with the semifinals. Same with the finals. The top four end up being in fourth place, playing as AJ Styles, Alec Ventresca. In third place, playing as Hold the Line Harry, Hold the Line Harry himself. The finalists were Loudmouth Leo Larynx, playing as Mysterious. And Matt Barone playing as Jigsaw, the winner of Chibi's Thursday Night Fights, Loudmouth Leo Larynx. Congratulations to Loudmouth for this victory. It's been a while since I've seen him in a tournament. 
So I'm glad to see him take first place here. Congratulations to him. The final tournament from this week is a Tornado Tag Team Tournament from the Cheetah Friday night free event. I have no information on this event. I've reached out to the Cheetah at the time of recording. I have no response from the Cheetah. I posted in the SRG Super Show discussion group. Nobody in the discussion group was able to give me any information. I checked other sources. I have no information about the Cheetah's event from Friday night. If possible, if I get the information, I may report on it next week. It will be out of date by the time we get to next week. As far as upcoming tournaments in Super Show the Game Online, as of right now, there is currently nothing listed on supershowthegame.com. But as always, I would recommend looking for something Monday night. There is usually a boss fight, a dread pirate tech support fight. There's usually proving ground, something like that, Monday nights. Thursday nights, there's usually a Chibi's Thursday night fight or some type of Thursday event. Tuesday, there's the dojo, which is on the SRG Twitch page, twitch.tv slash srguniverse. With that being said, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'm continuing to ask people to follow the show on Twitter, Outlaw Mudcast on Twitter. While I was editing the podcast, there were a couple things that broke. First, and I wasn't aware this was going to happen, I maybe should have been, but there was a Sunday night fights. There wasn't one last week because Brian Schmidt, who usually hosts Sunday Night Fights, was unavailable. There was one this week. There were two matches that were part of Sunday Night Fights this week. The first was a match from the top cut of Bob Dunn's Create a Competitor CCC Impatience Tournament. Basically, if you're in the CCC you could have signed up for this tournament. There are group stages. Top two from each group went on. They're in the top cut. In the first round of the top cut, all of the matches are multiplayer matches. There's one match featuring all of the undefeateds. That was a triple threat match. The rest of the matches are all going to be fatal four-way matches. That triad match happened tonight. The three undefeated players were Arcade Addict Aaron, playing as Chloe Mai, Thebes, playing as Kenny Omega, and the Master Strategist, playing as Johnny Gargano. This was a triple threat match that ended up going to Crowd Meter 4. It primarily went to Crowd Meter 4 due to Chloe Mai's player. Chloe Mai's gimmick allows them to draw cards when the crowd meter goes up. And there are a number of cards in Chloe Mai's deck that do that. There are stops where when Chloe Mai stops at finish, or just a player stops at finish, the crowd meter goes up. Those were in Chloe Mai's deck. The finishes also do that when stopped. Chloe Mai's player, Arcade, Addict, 
Aaron even played a schoolboy early to bump the crowd meter up. This primarily, even though it was a triad match and there were three players, ended up being mostly a two-player match. Unfortunately, the master strategist just didn't win enough turn rolls. I believe he said at the end of the match he only won five. So just was not able to play a lot of cards. It was mainly down to Kenny Omega, Thebes, versus Chloe Mai. It ends up going to crowd meter four. The winner here going on to the next round of the top cut of Bob Dunn's CCC tournament. Arcade Attic Aaron. He takes his Chloe Mai deck, a very aggressive deck, up to the next round of the top cut. Congratulations to him. Bob Dunn has also sent me the other three matches in his top cut, so I'm just going to give you who's going to be in those. Look for those matches to happen, probably streamed over the course of the next few weeks. The first Fatal 4-Way is going to see Peppy Pepper playing as Kaylee Sweet Pea Perry, Jared Tyndall playing as EC3, the Harm City hitman Andrew Mackie, playing as the Mad One, and Time Bomb Tim playing as Danny Lima. That's the first Fatal 4-Way match. The second Fatal 4-Way. Nick Baxter playing as the Mark Jeff Bravo. Fotista playing as the Man from IT. Vicious Vic Vandal playing as Public Enemy Number 1. And Split playing as Captain CJ Spar. The last Fatal 4-Way match... Pride playing as the Italian Bombada, Johnny Korea playing as Unique, Private Cuddles playing as the original Mr. Snap, and the great Kerhausen playing as Danhausen. Again, this is the top cut of Bob Dunn's CCC tournament. Look for those other matches to happen over the next few weeks. The other match that took place on Sunday Night Fights was the Midwest Coast Championship match. The champion, the Oracle, playing as Ruby Renegade, took on the challenger, Alec Ventresca, playing as Kenny Omega. This was a very short match. I think it was only a few turns. With pretty much the Oracle winning all the turns, I think she won four straight turns, hits the finish sub, rolls an eight, 5-6-6 six, six from Alec Ventresca. The Oracle retains. She's still the Midwest Coast champion. That was Sunday Night Fights. Also, around the same time Sunday Night Fights was ending, the SRG boss came on Facebook, did a stream, revealed that he'd received the following cards and sets that are going to be coming out at Origins. First, the next wave of the Weapons series. Gathering the pineapple, gathering the sledgehammer, gathering the trash can. The Origins branded cards are going to be at Origins. These should be the daily promos. Also, the full art card decks have arrived. Those will be on sale at Origins. From what I've seen, from what they showed, the box sets are one of 125. They only printed 125 of the box sets. There's also a separate full art card skill pack. The competitor set in the full art card deck is Flyboy. Very interesting competitor. 
I would say if you're going to be at Origins, get your hands on this box set. Get your hands on that competitor. A, the cards look great. And B, Flyboy is going to be a game-changing competitor. Based on what I saw of him on Expanding the Universe, he's going to be a top-tier competitor. That's all the breaking news I have. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outbound Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.